Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what is going on, everyone? Hope y'all had an amazing weekend. Welcome to the 100th episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Texas as Carmen Bass takes home the weekly honors. Carmen hit 600 with three doubles, one home run, and six RBIs as her and the Texas Bombers Gold National 18U squad took part in the 2022 Summer Cup in Houston. Awesome job, Carmen. Best of luck the rest of the season. Well, hard to believe we hit 100 episodes, and I have to thank all of our listeners for getting us to that point. If uh, you had told me two years ago that I'd have a podcast with 100 episodes and over 50,000 downloads, I would have called you crazy. But uh, here we are, so really, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, it's, it's only fitting that we got two of our most popular guests ever on the podcast back on for this special episode as we got the hosts of Dust Up with Hilly and Lolly, Newfoundland natives Jason Hill and Steve Mullally. This was such a fun episode to do with the two guys that will go down as absolute legends in our game. If you haven't listened to Dust Up yet, which I'm sure everybody has, if you listen to us, you definitely listen to them. But uh, I highly advise everyone to go check it out wherever you listen to us at. Uh, They have amazing stories with some of the best ever play the men's side of the game. And it's just an awesome podcast to listen to that will have you laughing your ass off. Trust me, it's it's fantastic. Anyways, enough of my jibber jabber. Let's uh, let's get to this awesome hundredth episode. Uh, I think it's time to go grab those drinks, sit back, relax, cause here we go. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, anything <laughs> How are you? Good. How's it going? Good, buddy. 100th episode. Yes, this is huge. 100th episode for us, and we have two very special guests on today. Very special. Um, yes. We, I think we might talk about them a lot. Like yeah, we do throughout the through year. The, yeah. Through the previous 99 episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so today we have Jason Hill. Yeah. And Steve Mullally. Yeah. So what's the over under on how many times we say lolly? Because you know how much I hate saying lolly. <laughs> I'm say 26 times. All right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> but now yeah. I'm super pumped to have the boys back on. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to picking their brains a little bit too. That and the fact that we get to talk about their podcast now. Yeah. That uh, yeah. So doing you know, very well with. Very well. It's hilarious. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's going to be fun. Let's, uh, before we even talk about them anymore, let's, uh, talk about Maritime League. We just got the, yeah. So we, uh, back up. kicked and, off this And I will say this, weekend. I yeah, will say this, this is, would have been three weeks ago yeah, that's as right. this comes out. So, that's right. Cause today is May the, or May. It's Fuck. not freaking May. It's not May. <laughs> it's June the 8th as we record this. So. Right. Uh, yeah. So the Maritime League kicked off. We had, uh, five teams, Quebec, Canada Games team. Yep. New Brunswick Canada Games, Nova Scotia Canada Games, the Charlottetown team, and then ourselves, the mm-hmm. the Mastodons. Um, very well held. There was a Canada Games girls tournament going on at the same time and also a U19 girls go- tournament going on at the same time. It was in preparation. Uh, they ran it in Fredericton. It was in preparation for 
the U19 Nationals, I believe, that are coming up there to be right. hosted. Yep. So they ran it as it was a Nationals tournament. So the gates were all around. They had people at the gates, you know, charging admission. Yeah, that was when we got in there. And I was like, what? Yeah. what are all these gates up? Yeah, like, what's no. going on here? Uh, Three-man umpire crews for yeah. each game, which was great. Yep. And we had a couple that were four-man, uh, which, was, which was great as well. It was a little different, but... Um, very well ran, uh, super appreciative of, of the, the host committee and, uh, Scott Willis, of course, Bobby Dupre, Matt Whipple, mm-hmm. all of the above. Yep. Um, unfortunately we got rained out for the championship game. The, the skies opened up and the it did. thunder and the, the ball field looked like a lake within <laughs> five know. minutes. I know people probably saw crazy. that, uh, yeah. that we posted. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like it, it come down really quick. It did. The other great thing was, and I got a couple of comments from guys on our team was, it's just nice to get away and play some competition that you're not always playing That's against. Right. Like playing against Quebec and Charlottetown and New Brunswick was good for us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great that we play Nova Scotia all the time, but at the same time, it's nice to get away and do something different. Um, I will say that you were in fine form as Randy Frame would always be. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday yeah. morning. Uh, well, first of all, I'll start with Saturday. So we, we only had you and Brian Gillis pitching this weekend. That's right. Brian pitched his ass off and, uh, between games, you decide to walk back to the hotel, crush three cold streams, and then come back and pitch against New Brunswick. Or sorry, uh, against Charlottetown. We did get the win, oh, no. which is fantastic. What? Wait, wait, it continues. Yeah, okay. So we, we win. We head back to the hotel. Everything's good. We're just going to have a couple drinks or whatever. I went down to talk to uh, Frage and Robin. I came back and you were gonzo. <laughs> We can't put this on the podcast. You were really tired and you passed out in the bed and looked like your tooth fell out. <laughs> well, I did. I took my dentures out. Oh, I did the thr- oh, God I did, damn it, Randy. I did the, thr- I did the thriller shit. dance for the boys. Yeah, you did the thriller dance. That's yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I will say that it was it was a lot of fun to get back out with the boys. I mean, oh, absolutely. It, it's been a long time. And I mean, you and I talked about it after the tournament was over and stuff. And yeah. I know I can't be doing that stuff anymore, ma'am. I, no, you my gotta, body's not equipped for that Maybe when anymore. you hydrate, you, you don't have a sugar drink, <laughs> like you actually use water. Yeah. And uh, you ice your arm. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. not 25 anymore. Yeah. You did well, though. I mean, the guys all hit the ball, so I was pretty excited. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, we went, uh, our team went 4-0, yep. heading to the championship game against uh, Nova Scotia, which went 3-1, and, and they, they had a hell of a game against Quebec that to was go to the final. amazing game. That was a yeah. very, Nine very innings, good game. Yeah. Uh, Couple of heroics. Brody hit a two-run bomb. Yeah, tied up. Brody Frazier, and then uh, of course Callum Buma hit a triple. Triple. Yeah, uh, to go ahead, and uh, they won the game. It was yeah, good. It was, Bubba, it was Bubba came good. in and pitched well, man, very well. Through her, snappy David snap. Yep, junior member. Yep. yep. Actually, oh, I got. It, we're telling stories and stuff. Uh, I got to tell the story of a breakfast when oh. Saturday morning. <laughs> me, me, you, and Woody there, and you're like, uh, I'm gonna have some eggs, and asking if there was a microwave, and went in there to the uh, kitchen, asked the, the worker there, can I use the microwave? And how, how long did you put them in? Forty five seconds. It was forty five, and I did everything right. I cut. They were cold <laughs> boiled know. eggs, so I wanted to heat them up a bit. And it was so funny because you come back out, and then well, I, I walked I over to walked get over salt and pepper, salt and pepper, and yeah. then as you're walking back, you heard this big explosion, and Woody and I look at each other, and without missing a beat, you're just like, "Well, the eggs are done," <laughs> and just kept walking. <laughs> I blew up the fucking microwave. It, it was what a mess. a mess. Yeah, poor girl. Anyway, oh, uh, she looked. Good hey, times. She had a good talk with you after. It's like you met made a new friend. She's like, like "Oh, I have somebody to talk to." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clean up my stinky egg mess. Yeah, oh, that's no, good. But anyway, good no. So anyway, we got the, another tournament coming up this weekend in, yep. in Brookfield. And uh, again, it's going to be good for the boys to, you know, get the action. That's the thing, getting the reps, right? Getting that bats is the whole yeah. reason why we formed this this yep. other league. And uh, yeah, guys getting more at bats, getting more reps, getting more ground balls hit to them, just being in that atmosphere of competition. Um, the other good thing about the league is, you know, we play for money. Mm. So each game is worth, I mean, it's all a hundred bucks, but it's still a hundred bucks. Like bucks. we were able to Friday night, you know, you win that first game and I throw a hundred bucks towards something that we're all going to eat. Yep. Pizza. And then, you know, because it's gas is so expensive, I threw a hundred bucks at everybody for gas for mm-hmm. the drive home. So it was yep. good. It was, it, was. it was a good, good way to win money and it's competition and really enjoyed it. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of that pizza, that pizza was really good on Friday. It was good, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know where we got it from. Can't remember. Uh, but. Yes, you do. Tony Pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Tony Pepperoni. That's right, too. So yeah. good. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to Tony Pepperoni. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, I think, uh, well, we might as well get this episode underway. I Absolutely. Think everybody, really, everybody's really going really to want to hear this one. So yeah. uh, let's get to Hilly and Lolly. Sounds good. Yo. All right, here we go. Hopey, 
Yeah. We got them on. We, we do. Get, we got the buys on. 100th episode. 100th episode. <laughs> Hilly Lolly. Thanks for coming back. Uh, what's yes, up, boys? Sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get going. 100 episodes. That's awesome, fellas. Congrats. Yeah, thanks, thanks very much. Thanks. Uh, I mean, you guys. Hey, you guys are now uh, now part of the crew with you with uh, Dust Up. But, hey, that, that's a good starting point, I think. Uh, what do you guys think of the podcast game? You go, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's fun, man. It's. Uh, I tell you, there's, there's a lot more work to it than what I what I thought would be involved. But uh, um, we're having fun with it, man. We got a good crew. We got a couple of young fellows there doing the. The editing and the sound for us and all that stuff, and you got numb nuts there leading the charge. So uh, it's going pretty good, man. It's fun, and we're 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 talking to people that um, we don't we don't always get a chance to catch up with, and and people uh, who are probably retired and who we might have played with years ago. But uh, we're having a blast, man, and we're learning as we go. Just, That's uh, good, dude. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. we we got to learn from you guys going first, and we we learned pretty early on that we didn't want to do every week just based on our schedules and. Uh, trying to find our footing, so doing that, uh, as Hilly would say, on dust up with Hilly and what did you call it, numb nuts. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there is there is a lot of work to it. We've been pretty lucky. We got Lucas uh, and Nick, the guys that do our editing, like Hilly said, that, that really take a lot of weight off our shoulders. And then so far, it's really been our our friends and teammates and coaches that we've had on. So it's been more natural of a conversation and it's been a blast now. Oh, yeah. man. I, I mean, I fucking, I love it. I, Me like, too. Well, you guys are so lucky to have played with all those guys and have those coaches. Yeah. Randy and I are just sitting in the basement in Dutch settlement, Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> fucking just winging her. <laughs> just winging it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what do you think the biggest challenge? I mean, uh, on my end, I think the biggest challenge for me personally is, you know, getting all the notes together. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when we when we first started and and we were really, you know, we we're we were really fresh to the game, really new to the game. We're still, you know, we're only twenty odd episodes in, so I, I still think we're fairly new. But the biggest thing for me was like we did so much prep work and stuff before. It was almost like we'd come across as a little bit scripted. And like what we're trying to do is just keep it real and keep it like like we're having a normal conversation like we would at the beer tent after a game. Right? Right. Just kind of have that feel and everyone be relaxed and like, you know, nothing too scripted and too, you know, too structured and kind of can talk about anything from work to hockey to ball to whatever the hell it is. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just trying to trying to keep it real and trying to keep it relaxed was the, was the hardest part I found on my end. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. But it's been uh, going back to it's it is our friends, it is our teammates. A lot of the stories that come up or experiences are shared, and then some we we just know the people so well that it makes for more of a natural conversation. We find, but it's in the early going, we didn't really have a clue what we were doing. It was probably a little bit overkill in terms of trying to fit everything in and make sure a story was told a certain way and we quickly realized it's just the finished product is better when it's natural, but we have a guest info sheet that we'll send out to, to people just, yeah, we want to make sure that, especially if they're our friends, yeah. that they're happy with the, the final product. So we take our preparation for it very seriously, just for, for that reason. We don't want yeah. to put out uh, something that we're, we're not proud of, but yeah, the last 10 or so, I think we really start to hit our stride and, there's not as much editing required at the end, and it's uh, it's a pretty fun episode. Not as nervous, and just seems to flow naturally. Yeah, I got yeah, I, I got to talk about the, the one with Varm because I mean <laughs> that definitely was <laughs> anything but scripted. <laughs> <laughs> what a beauty Varm is, man! Right? You don't know what he's going to pull out. He pulled out the freaking guitar there at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Started rhyming off songs and stuff, and then tells a story about gambling with Michael Jordan for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's worth it. Oh yeah! Can you been... imagine Michael? Just for a second, can you imagine Michael Jordan coming in and sit down? Charles tells me, "Look over and see Byron sitting there." <laughs> and Byron, not, Byron not even saying a word, just staring at him for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! But that, so I mean, obviously, I mean, you guys have talked to like Hopi said with guys that you've played with or against coming up through and, and guys you've 
grew up with too is has there been one that you know has stood out that you're like man that was a fantastic episode I don't know if there's that. No, we'll let the freaking yeah. phone will blow up for people saying we didn't say their name. <laughs> That's why we're putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hilly's, Hilly's got to say Abby. Like, has to. No, no. I mean, you know, Abby and Marty's going to run. Like, we like them all, obviously. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. And uh, But, like, the uh, some, some of the older players who might be retired now, and, and like Wolfie and Dale Levy and all these guys, they got great stories, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you hear about all the stories now. We were young bucks coming up. We've heard these stories before, but they're, like I said, beer tent stories. You probably hear the same story year after year. If you yeah. to get funnier as the years go on, but it yeah. just just makes for a good story, right? But mm. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I have a favorite one, but I like uh, you know I like them all, but I like hearing the old stories. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. For me, I really enjoyed uh, getting John Hill on. Just uh, that was an interesting one, right? Because you got Hilly there as the co-host, but we've gotten to see what he's done in the game. And it was really, if we did a good job, it kind of tells the story of Newfoundland fast pitch. And he had a, he had a lot of influence on where the game went and how a lot of the players that are playing today got the opportunities that they had. So I thought that one came together really nice to, to tell his story, but also, shine some light on some of the things people may not know about the struggles and right. some of the obstacles I had to overcome in Newfoundland. But, uh, mm-hmm. And then just there's bits and pieces from every episode. And we like getting on there having a laugh. Right. Right. And we'll, we'll, we'll get off at the end uh, of these episodes, man. Our cheeks are hurting. And <laughs> we got uh, right now while we're recording this, I'm not sure when you're putting this one out, but our next one coming out is Shane Boland. Yeah. I saw Holy that today. And we, yeah. <laughs> we were howling the whole episode. I just listened to the final version, man. What a friggin' beauty he is. So, oh, yeah. uh, it's probably out when your uh, listeners are listening to this. So uh, yeah. they check that out. I hope they like it. Oh, absolutely. They're going to have to. Oh, frig, yeah, for sure. We had, we had Shane. We really enjoyed Shane and on it this, was, yeah. Man, he was so awesome to chat with, for sure. Yeah. No, when we talked to you guys early on, like that was during the first of the pandemic. And so, I mean, since we've talked to you guys, I mean, what, what was it like having that time off and then having to try to get back into, you know, top form to play at such a high level again? I think, I think we found it tough. And I mean, <laughs> the results spoke for themselves when they, uh, you know, I think we're talking about the ISC season with the chiefs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, when we, we, first got back at it last year. Um, first of all, we didn't know, you know, throughout the whole thing leading up to it, if we were going to have our full roster, right. We had a couple key players that couldn't, couldn't make it over and Adam and Nick and, you know, we're trying to piece together the last, you know, the last bit of our roster. And then, and then, uh, we get down there and of course we're rusty as old hell. Some guys haven't played at all. Some guys have played like local league stuff and, um, but anyway, we just got shit kicked for the first weekend we were down there in Minnesota, and we were losing the teams that uh, we lost to a couple teams I haven't heard of before. <laughs> and and, it, and it, yeah, so I mean, the rust the rust was quite evident, and and uh, you know we were down for three weeks, and we weren't going home, we were staying down there with all the travel crap we had to go through. So looking after after that first weekend, we were like, oh boy, this could be this could be a long trip. And uh, I don't know if the big boss man over there in the chair, I don't know if he's going to be too happy at the end, at the end of it. But, uh, but it was tough, man. But we, listen, we did full credit to the, to our management and, and our, our coaching staff. They did what they had to do to get us ready. Um, you know, we did everything. We hit every morning. We practiced in the afternoon. We had some exhibition games at night. We went to three different states and we did whatever the hell we could do, right? To get in, mm-hmm. try to get in top form. But I tell you, from start to finish, it was a battle. Yeah. No toast. I mean, I mean, Lolly, I mean, you can add to this. I guess uh, ASAs, I mean, you guys and the Gremlins meet in the finals of that and they they take you guys out in that one. I mean, after that, was it was it at that point that you guys were like, oh, okay, you're starting to get your bearings to going into ISEs? Yeah, it was actually. It was the, the winner's bracket final game where things started to click because before that, you know, everything Jace just said, uh, was my outlook on it as well. You know, it, it's tough coming off of 
not playing for a couple of years and then managing being away for that long, even though how cool of an experience it was to do it. But you know, me and Hilly have been playing this game a long time, a long time together on top teams. And, you know, we have high expectations of ourselves as well as our teammates. And we know that our teammates, the coaching staff, the sponsors are relying on us, you know, oftentimes with that and in the four or five, six hole. Right. And we got down there and, I, you know, he, he would probably better off getting up right-handed and I was better off getting up left-handed. <laughs> you know, we, we, we were back in the room and, and some of these debriefs we talk about were, uh, they were depressing, man. Like, do you know how to play ball or do you know how to tell me how to play ball? And, uh, but when, when you get to that ring tournament, we were, we knew we were down there. Mm. And we're not coming back, so it's let's make the most of this. And then, yeah, everybody just put the work in, extra practices. And when we got to that winners bracket final game, it was I think a three to two final, and might have been extra innings at the bottom of the seventh. And we knew, okay, we can put it together when it counts. Right. And then it just seemed like every game from there, we got a little bit better. Every single player on the team got a little bit better. It was a great final. They beat us, but we battled. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when we went to the ISC, as concerned as we were after the first weekend, we were like 180'd in terms of uh, feeling prepared and confident that we, if we keep playing and getting better, we'll be there on uh, championship Saturday. Right, right on. I mean, I mean, you guys did pull it off. And what's funny is, I mean, I watched it as it happened, but. <laughs> Of course, I went back and watched the, the that highlight uh, YouTube video that they have on there today. And uh, Hilly, I got a question for you though. <laughs> that uh, the hit you got in the seventh, of course, to drive in clear the bases. Clear the bases. Did you have your yeah. home home run trot on? About that again, are we? Did you have a home run trot going? Yeah, so there was a break in the sixth inning. I was wondering what they were at in the outfield, but they moved the fence back 15 feet. (laughs) 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 Uh, She had to be 270 all around. (laughs) Yeah, one more push-up, Hilly. (laughs) Well, I tell you, I squared it up about just as good as I could, but you know what? If I take that pitch, I think it's a ball. It was down and in, and you know he missed a good pitch. I probably had no business hitting it where I did, but uh, yeah. but anyway, I got I got a good piece of it, and I thought I had enough to get out. But it was one of those like kind of sinking line drives, but she hooked to the right and just just hit the top of the fence. So anyway, but I had my mindset that okay, yeah, uh, if that's over the fence, I'm already in the trash. If it hits the fence, I'm staying. I'm staying. I say triple. <laughs> triple's the worst hit you can get anyway. So. Yeah. It was a home grand slam or a double. That yeah. was it. Oh, Craig, yeah. I just noticed it today when I was watching and I was like, oh, shit, I got to bring this one up because this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. You can see Tony on, on deck circle there. He's watching the whole way out and he just kind of crouches down. He's like, oh. So that's the point where I was like, well, Stand up double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, at that point, like you guys are up seven, four at that point going out, you you guys know what the gremlins bring. Obviously you got to get your mindset back, back in going out there for the bottom of the seventh. Correct. Yeah. Well, Jason don't need to go out cause he DHs and he was just looking at the, <laughs> the scorebook. He was looking at the scorebook, see how many RBIs he got. I'm, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised. He, I'm surprised he didn't get put in for, uh, I'm surprised Hilly didn't get put in for the close that being the world-class pitcher. Yeah. Right. That's what we've heard. Oh, anyway. well, Hilly, you were playing third base, there. right? You, <laughs> you, you might've forgot already, Lolly. I was on third base. I was too valuable <laughs> see, to I'm, take off of third base. Yeah, I, I got to take that back. I was over on third base or throwing the ball around. So yeah, he was probably, uh, very Goddamn right. Of <laughs> but man, we've been in that spot, uh, a few times mm. over the last 10 years, man. And it's just as nervous as if you're down by a run, yeah. right? There's, yeah. there's a death. There's a desperation of sorts, but also a calmness weirdly enough that comes along with it where you got, you feel like you have some sort of control over the outcome, right? Like there's, yeah. uh, you, you talk to anybody who's injured and has to watch their team play probably 10 times more nervous just because you, you don't have an outlet for that energy on the yeah, field. That's right. Uh, so when we were there, we're playing the gremlins. We, we know them better than any other team we play against. They know us. We've been in so many lopsided games recently playing against them that no lead is safe. And then you got Reagan Wayne, uh, Lalo getting up with, he's a tie and run. 
It's like, Jesus Christ, here now don't hit his bat. And sure enough, Devo hit his bat. And, uh, you know, he doesn't swing for singles. And sure enough, none of us spoke. 10 feet away from me in a tie ball game. Yeah. But as soon as uh, the ball got brought in and, uh, you know, you look across and always look to Hilly first and run across the, the diamond and celebrating that one, knowing yeah. everything that went into it, man, <laughs> it was unbelievable. He was balling, balling. Right <laughs> boy, you did it again. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually one thing that, I mean, it's been brought up on several podcasts about that game. I mean, everybody talked about Bradley's bat, but his goddamn defense in that game yeah. was remarkable. Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he made highlight real catch after. I'm sure it was, I don't know what the final tally was. I think he saved like maybe four or five runs in the, in the final, yeah. maybe. Just diving catches. Like, it was unbelievable to see, unbelievable to witness. And obviously a, a contributing factor to our uh, to our win. And, uh, you know, back to Wayne, he's been a, he's been a thorn. Wayne Lalo, he's been a thorn on our side for I don't know how many years now. He just seems to come up with big home runs and big situations against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he hit the... In the uh, the previous game we played him, I forget what night it was, maybe Thursday night, I think he hit the home run to walk it off. And, yeah. uh, and I, you know, go ahead. Because you want to you hate him, right? On every different level, you want to freaking hate him because he's, you can. He's, huge, he's huge and he's intense and he's, you know, heart and soul of whatever team he plays for, but he is the nicest, most gentleman player you'd ever play with. Asking you, you know, Asking about your family, how's work going? How's everything? How's the season? He's just the nicest guy. <laughs> and uh, and then you know, next thing you know, you, you look back to a lost. Oh, Wayne had two hits in a home run. Or go ahead and yeah. when we saw him walk up to the bat in the bottom of the seventh, and you're flipping a coin at this point because he's that good. Holy but shit. again, what, what's really cool about that rivalry is uh, there's so many friends and you know, mutual respect going through the lineup. It's yeah, it's a very, uh, very much a gentleman's rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. And, I mean, it's fun to watch that. Another thing about winning that, I mean, the fact that you said you didn't have Adam or, or Shalesy there, I mean, that's a, that's a big feather in your guys's cap because I mean, those are two world class guys that uh, you needed to replace. Yeah, I mean, that was a, yeah. you know, that was a, a very big hurdle to to overcome. You know, that, for any team that you know you lose your. Your number two, your number three hitter, and then your your start shortstop, and your captain, and your and your your number one pitcher. I mean, you know, uh, I know a lot of people had us written off, and uh, maybe our own confidence wasn't even where it usually is, you know, without those guys. But uh, you know, when we did pull it off, those two guys were the first two that we thought about, right? Like, yeah. So so nice to win, but it was. It was tough to win without them when they're not there, right? Because you just they mean so much to us and so much to the team, and. Um, you know, even though they weren't there, they're still a major inspiration, a major part of that championship, oh, right? Sure, in our mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So now, uh, what's, uh, how's this season looking for you guys? Oh, man, it's, it seems like the ISC circuit is renewed again. You know, I, I think back to the heyday of the ISC really being when Hilly and I broke in. I know that's biased, but if you go 2003 to, you know, that that ten year span uh, after that, when you got Todd Mertens and uh, Ryan Wolfs and all the Sorensons and everybody, the big county materials firm and all that, and the schedule back then, like you started at the end of May and you you played nine, ten, eleven tournaments, mm-hmm. and this year it seems to have that that sort of vibe again. We're playing nine weekends this year plus the Canadians. And yeah. our only weekend off, we start on the 24th of June, and our only weekend off is the following weekend, Canada Day. We're playing every single weekend, <laughs> and we're going to get all all the guys back from all over God's creation here. And it, I don't know, I'm so excited to get back into what we would consider a normal, busy season. I can't friggin' wait I was going to say now COVID's kind of let off a bit. Everything seems to be getting back to normal. It'll be it'll be nice for you guys to get yeah. out and play all those games and for us to be able to watch that stuff from yeah. Randy's basement. That's all but, I'm going to I, I also think it's going to make, like, you know, the the, the, the big ones, the ASAs, yeah. ISCs, and, and Canadians, going to make it that much better because now everybody's getting a full season. Yeah. So everybody's going to be in, you know, mid-season form come the tournament. going to make for better competition. Yep, better sure. games, right? And, and and tougher tougher games to win. So 
um, yeah, man, it's going to be pretty exciting. And really, geez, we're only a couple of weeks away, really, from from our first tournament. Anyway, I know. Uh, yeah. Where's your first one? Last weekend, there was a Simcoe. Oh yes, right. The, the Chiefs, the Chiefs tournament. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, did that's see right that. too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it advertised. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll be picking you up at the airport, buddy, with the old Miller lights in the back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you will. So yeah. <laughs> you had to, you had to get that Miller Light sponsor yeah. in there, eh? <laughs> do you want do you want to cool do you want to get cool cool bet in there as well? What? <laughs> well, cool bet sportsbook fellas, if you haven't heard about it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I, I think I got some. Well, I guess we got we got lucky, man. Yeah. We got lucky with uh, with that side of things with Chris Abbott and uh, yeah, yeah, for and, sure. Uh, our, our friend Lee Holmes, so it's it's great. Now. Oh yeah, I mean Abby's done a like us being able to do uh, poker tournaments on online there and yeah, you for know, a couple race fundraisers, yeah. fundraisers for, and I mean, Abby's all gung ho for that. And, you know, it's, it's awesome for him to use that platform to be able to help us. Yeah. And he's yeah. great when you get him on the air, man. He, uh, he'd be a great oh, yeah. for, for you guys. They were fun. He's just, they were fun. Oh, it's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Over lockdown. I remember me and Lonnie used to get on the old, what, what were we using? House party or something like that. We'd get on and have a couple beers, play some poker, and then we'd go to crash out early, and then we hit the slot machines. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. it, it, that's the thing. So, as, as long as you got some change rattling around in your arse pocket. You're, in your arse pocket. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. That was really off the too, boys. First take, one take. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, actually, Abby, Abby when he uh, – Came down here to, and he worked at Eastlink. He played the season with us here in the, in the Shooters League, and he had the pleasure of catching me for the whole season. So I imagine he quit ball after that. He quit ball after that. So I imagine that probably had a, a lot to do with it. <laughs> you kept throwing that fucking rise drop or whatever the hell that pitch was. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, uh, Hilly, I want to ask you this about uh, since you recently got to play, you know, down, the, down in Argentina there at the Pan Am tournament, what. Uh, uh, we just had Julio Gamarchi on here, and of course, and he was talking yeah. about that. And I mean, from from our perspective, watching it online, that atmosphere looked absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was awesome, and I, and I always compare it to like the soccer atmosphere. You know, you see, yeah. you see that the the soccer fans, uh, um, um, like uh, you know, the highlights and stuff on uh, TSN, and the the flare guns and the drums, and there's smoke going in the stands, and they're singing songs and dancing and. And that's exactly what it was like. I remember, I remember being on the bench and I caught myself like two or three times just just staring, looking around the stands, just kinda kinda taking it all in. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty cool. Whatever happens here now, you know, I'm gonna look back on this in twenty, thirty years and yeah. it's gonna be a pretty cool experience and, and that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. Were you doing that on second base in the first game against Columbia when that pass ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a little, a little, little hiccup, a little base running hiccup there. But uh, I don't know if I set the tone for the full week, but we had a few more of those after that. But, uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. So that. I, uh, yeah, that was my bad. Well, no, I, I will say it, it actually, the way it come <laughs> off, I was like, I was, I thought it was by him too. I was like, shit, that's by. And then all of a sudden you, you were gunned out at third. <laughs> well, it, it, it went by from my vantage point when I took my lead off, it went by and it bounced and then the ball went directly behind Blair or uh, who was up, uh, Blake, I think, Blake, yep. Blake Hunter. And I thought it went to the backstop. And I'm halfway down to third, and this fucker's throwing the ball down. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like, like, what can I do here now to look less of an idiot? Right? But uh, anyway, so I just trot in, and buddy fucking tagged me pretty hard, too. I was like, yeah. I'm getting pretty good with the glove, but yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. In the eighth, I think it was like eighth inning, too, was there, or bottom of seventh. Or something like that. Seventh, nothing, nothing. And that, that was yeah. another thing. It was like, what the hell is it nothing, nothing for? Like, yeah, yeah well. Yeah, I think we were uh, we were a little nervous and squeezing the bats a little bit, and and uh, just one of those one of those first game first game jitter, you know, first time first game jitters as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. A few, a few, a few of those over the years, but we got rolling pretty good, and the bats came around. So. Oh yeah, That's for it. sure. Now, uh, back to uh, the summer ball and stuff. Uh, what's uh, Alali? Are you playing at all up in Ontario at all? Say it all again. No, nope. yeah, at all. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, I play with uh, the water down hammer uh, sometimes in the league. It's a little bit tougher, especially uh, with how busy uh, the weeks are with work and with Teddy right. and family and all that yeah. stuff. Um, 
and however many weekends we're playing. But uh, Pete Hill, our sponsor, has a batting cage out at his house. So Shelby okay. and I will get out there and, and hit. And he got a tennis court there. We'll throw the ball around. That's uh, that's one of the ways we, we prepare for the season. But, yeah, I'll, I'll always get out probably four or five games with the water down hammer. Those guys have been awesome. They're 15 minutes from my house uh, where the league is based out of. So they've been great to let me come in, knowing that I can't really commit as a full-time player, but yeah. they've been nothing but welcoming. So I get to go out and uh, get a few games there, but uh, you know the regular league play, you know, I haven't done that really since the first couple of years I lived in Ontario playing with Todd Martin, uh, his team in the, the Aurora League. But, okay, yeah, it's yeah. been 10 years since I played league now. Right on. Gotcha. One of our guys plays on that watered down team, doesn't he? The IC circuit. Doesn't Kobe play for that team? Kobe Crow. Oh yeah, he's going with them. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. He's uh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> who gives a fuck? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hill, are you guys uh ever gonna play a game in the St. John Senior <laughs> League this year or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got one in so far. Oh he did. Uh, yeah, we played the season opener last week, I think it was, last Tuesday. Mm. And so there was a doubleheader and then uh, a couple of rainouts since. And we actually, this weekend, there was a, a, a tournament in, uh, out in Mulally's uh, area. Oh, that's right, Dunville, too. That's right, too. Area. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of like a, it was a senior men's tournament, but it was kind of like an icebreaker, kind of kind of a swing in the summer type thing. Sure. But, uh, so we, we took our team out there and went out for some, some swings and some games and had some fun. And uh, um, so we got, I think we got five games in and then we were supposed to play league again uh, last night. Once you got postponed because it was freezing. And uh, <laughs> we're on again tomorrow against Clary. So uh, hopefully now the weather starts to turn a little bit. Um, right now my kid got more, more games in town here than what I got. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it started. So, yeah. that's good. you know, as soon as the weather comes, we'll, we'll be right back in full swing. Yeah. I mean, you, that's like that every year over there for the for the first, you know, yeah. couple of weeks of the season anyway, isn't it? June's tough. This, this, is always, this is always how we start and this is always how we finish because, you know, if you make it to league finals, you're playing until the 1st of October. Yeah. 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 You know, it's getting down eight, nine, 10 degrees then too. So yeah. That's it. That's Newfoundland. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Newfoundland, we're over there for uh senior Nats. Yeah. Have you guys had any you discussions uh, in regards to senior Nats and what's taking place? I know that I was talking with, I think it's Sean Cadigan a little bit. And yeah. uh, he had yeah. mentioned about the whole rental car issue in Newfoundland. Yeah. I know we, we've, we've tried yeah. quite a few That's times a, and we can't get anything. So hopefully there's some sort of no, transportation. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, a province issue. I don't know what's, there's no, like, I don't know what happened over, over COVID or lockdown. If they, if they sold off their fleet or, yeah. um, even buying a car here now, my wife bought a car back in, gee, I don't know, it was back in April, I think. And they called the other day, said, you're looking at August before it even comes in. Jesus. Holy so, shit. yeah, I don't know what's, uh, I don't know what, what went on or, or with all that, uh, the rental car stuff, but, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle. I don't know. They're working on a solution. What that is, I don't know. Um, yeah, I spoke so a little bit with Sean. He had said we, possibly, uh, like school buses, like they used to do back in the day, pick you up at the yeah, hotel, well, or pick sure. up at the airport or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there could be some, uh, yeah, it might have to be shuttles back and forth to the diamonds, but, uh, yeah. You know, it'd be nice to have at least a vehicle or two because there's a lot to do around here in your downtime and a lot to see. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, you're going to want to get uh, get out shopping and get out to the pubs and see some stuff and whatever. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're working on it as far as I know. Yeah, well, that's good. That's we'll good. See. Yeah. 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 And it's not just for the ball tournaments. For, this is a home year for Newfoundland, too. So yeah. What that means is that they're trying to get to all the, the people who live away and work away and trying to come home. There's festivals every other every other week here and all kinds of concerts and stuff and events. And to come back to anybody who can afford to come back. Yeah, and then you got to so, walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you fellas are probably better off going on the ferry, man, over there. Well, except go fucking gas is fucking two dollars a liter, so. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's so, the other thing. I'll just yeah. put her in neutral going down the hills. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least you got your vehicle, and then you'll, you'll probably be buckled by the time you land in Argentia. And, and yeah. we'll, we'll have an advantage over Nova Scotia. Oh, like, yeah, you like go. you need an advantage. What? <laughs> Jesus. Lolly, you must be. Hey, uh, Randy, you, you got to fucking be positive. Oh yeah, that's true. Sorry, Lolly, you must be. Uh, you must be pretty pumped to get back home for another senior national. Oh, buddy, you got no idea. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's well. What sucks, man, is we've been was planning on it last year. How many years now does that get pushed? Three. Back? This is the third year. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's it's heartbreaking for all of us when yeah. you're looking for that. At the end of the year, it's that it's that light at the end of the season that you you can't wait for, and especially when it was still questionable whether we're going to do it. Right? It, yeah, exactly. It, it might only been two percent hope that they were going to say yes, let's go. We we're hanging on to every bit of it, and uh, so now that we know it's looking like it's going to happen for sure, oh yeah, the, the anticipation of getting down there, uh, especially living up here. Uh, Teddy's going to come down and Jane and oh, great. You know, we get a chance to, to have him see, uh, see us play there and run around with his buddies at the ball field. I can't, uh, I can't wait. And then we got one taste of it in 2016, what it was like to win at home and uh, really want to get to experience that again. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's exciting. Did, I can't wait to get there. I, <laughs> I, well, I, I want to add on to that because uh, we get to play with a lot of that team throughout the year, right? yeah. whether it's on Team Canada or Hill United or or whatnot. You know, we get to see Bradley and Ryan and Cleary and Shane and and Blair and all the boys around up here. But when we get back with that team, it is like they played together all year. And then you know, the coaching staff uh, and sponsorship, you know, they're they're running that team. But when we get everybody around, man, it's it's like you played together your entire life, and then there's a different level of pride associated with playing with the with the guys from your home province, and especially at home. So, you know, some people might think after a, a long ten weekend season with ISCs and ASAs that you might wind it out or be burnt out. No, the opposite is, is oh, for sure. When we, when we get to play, cannot freaking wait now. Yeah, that's great. Now, Hilly, is there a is there going to be two or three Newfoundland teams over there? Do you know? Three, as far as I know, there's two for sure. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm pretty sure that the second team, their roster is pretty well set. Um, I know there was supposed to be three uh, a couple of years ago when we were originally supposed to have it, but mm-hmm. uh, I can only assume that they're going to put the team in. I think they are, but uh, yeah. I haven't heard anything uh, official. But there's two for sure, and I'd, I'd probably put money on it going to be three. Are you, are, are you guys going to fight again like you did? In- <laughs> <laughs> if it comes to yeah. that, yes. They, they fuck around and, you know. <laughs> fuck around, lay around. <laughs> fuck around and find out. <laughs> I had to laugh. Then Bowley was saying, man, we we're at home and Jesus, I was getting booed. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think you know, I'm pretty sure you can expect big crowds here for the national. Oh, up God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some. There's some. Pretty passionate ball fans. Uh, pretty passionate ball fans here in town, and um, you know they're crying for some competitive fastage. Yeah, and yeah. Off over what happened the last couple of years, it got pushed, got pushed. So they're going to be ready to rock too. So I'll just have to get to give them a Nova Scotia schedule, and they'll put it on the uh, telephone poles around town. Yeah, get all the hecklers in the, yeah. in the background there. And, that takes a lot. Umpires <laughs> 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 uh, will get him going. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit and you guys can answer. I, I'll ask you first, Hilly. Um, I'm kind of working with, so I work with a lot of kids over here in minor ball. And, and of course, with our Canada games program going on, which is run by Jeff Frazier, Robin Eiser, Garth Perrin. And then we have our senior guys as well. And we, we are struggling with a couple of things that we watched over the weekend. And I remember listening to Colin Abbott's podcast and he talked about, you know, you might get the first one by me, but I'm ready to hit every pitch. I'm going to fucking smash the next one type thing. You're not going to get me the twice. So my question is like, you're at bad approach when you're going up to the plate. What is it you're thinking about when you are actually getting to the plate are you are you thinking that same mentality as abby had taught you guys or just talk about a bit talk a little bit about what your approach is 
Yeah, well, pretty well, my bat starts in the index circle, pretty much. You know, uh, what's this guy throwing? What's he going through? What's working for him? What's not? Um, you know, what's he, does he have a lot of strikeouts? What's he striking people out on? And once I get to the plate, then it's situational. We've got runners on base, you know, and what's the score, this and that. And that all plays a factor in my at bat. Right? So, um, for me, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm traditional or not, but I like to be aggressive. If the first pitch is there, I'm swinging it. Right. Right? Where guys like Abby, he's going to take a pitch. Guys like Matty Wise going to take a pitch. Not every time, but probably 95% of the time. Right. They like to work themselves into counts and stuff like that. For me, I'm more aggressive. If you're coming with strikes, then I'm going to be hacking. Right? Yep. So, because in my mind, a lot of times, being a pitcher myself, yes, world I'm class, World class pitcher. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you want to get ahead of hitters. You want to get ahead of hitters because, yeah. especially at the IC level, you know, or whatever it is, the Canada games or nationals, because you get the best players from each province on each team. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a, a number three batter, a number four batter, batting seventh or eighth on any given team. Right. Right. So you're going you're to try to get ahead of those hitters. So in my mind, if that pitcher's going to try to do that to me, well, then I got to be prepared right from the get-go. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Some guys like to take the first pitch and some guys like to do this and that, but, uh, but you know, and then, then things change. Like I, I don't think I have a high strikeout ratio. Yeah. You know, when things get, uh, when I get down the count or uh, I'm one and two, oh and two, whatever it is, my job is to put the ball in play. Right. Whatever right. happens. Right. Because the easiest out to defend is a strikeout. Yes, 100%. You know, the, hardest play, the hardest play to defend is, is a ground out. Yeah. Right. Anybody can catch a fly ball. A ground out is probably the highest probability of making an error. Yeah. And a strikeout is the easiest thing you can defend. Yeah, it makes sense. So at the very least, two strikes, you know, do a job. Never mind the home run. Never mind the big gap shots. Put the ball in play. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of. Now sometimes don't get me wrong, it gets away from me. <laughs> sometimes I see sometimes I see the beer tent out there and I see some fans, or I might see a big bubble down the line sparkling. Saying, I wonder if I can hit that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, it's all situation. Like yeah. in, like in Charlottetown in 2014 when uh, you hit that bomb off me. Hit into the harbor. <laughs> But the other key point, and then after your bat, is a short memory. Yeah. Yes. You, yeah. might hit the big, you, might hit, you might hit a big bomb, but guess what? Your pitcher's learning from that. The pitcher you're facing, especially if it's you know, a lead pitcher, those pitchers are learning from that. Right. Right. If you strike out, you have a shitty at bat, guess what? That's done. You got to learn from that. Yeah. Right. What did he get you on? Where were you weak there? What adjustments can you make? Right. Right. So you always got to be thinking, game of chess. Absolutely. One one thing that I've kind of tried to reinforce to to people or kids or whatever it is, is like you said, yeah, sure, you can. Some of those guys will take that first pitch, but they're still ready to hit. It's not like you're just standing there with bat on your shoulder and you know I'm I'm not getting geared up to hit this ball. It's just that they may take that pitch because that's what they choose to do. Where you you were being more aggressive, you're ready to hit every pitch. Same thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but if you're if you're taking that first pitch, you almost want to use the other timing mechanism. Yeah, well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Get ready. Yeah. Right. You get ready as if you're going. To, if you know in your mind you're already taking that pitch. Yeah. Well, don't let the pitcher know that you're taking that pitch. Oh no, no, that's right. So, like you said, don't just stay there and don't let him know that you're going to take every pitch every at bat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Use your footwork. Take your step, just like you're going to hit that pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and this question is for you, the. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, there, Big Daddy Hex. Oh yeah, go Daddy Hex. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did, what did you say? Your uh, your starts in the on deck circle. Mine starts in when I'm on I'm in the hole because I, I like to be a little bit more prepared than Hilly. <laughs> and, uh, so when I, when I'm in the dugout is when my best starts. <laughs> I like I like to get aggressive, man. I'll just add a couple of things. He, yeah, sure. He, he broke it, he broke it down pretty good, but you know, when you're when you're in the batter's box, you're facing a good pitcher. Yeah, it's it's as one on one as you can get pretty well, and it's just trying to clear the mind as much as possible. But the one thing that really stands out to me over the last number of years is you know, where's the edge that you can get right. So I, I used to be nervous at times, but now I I don't get nervous very often. I got mechanisms that I can use to get control of that with a deep breath or just certain thought process, but I, I default that the pitcher's nervous now. So I'm going to use that as my advantage. I'm not going to give away any sort of an advantage and say, Oh, this guy is one of the best in the world. Oh, he's struck out however many. No, right. especially if it's a big, a big situation. I'm not giving away any sort of an advantage to this guy to say, well, 
he he's not nervous and and I am. So that's one of the things. You know, the pitchers in the circle, chances are he's just as nervous, if not more, than I am. Right. And for for most of my career, I've been in a batting lineup that's surrounded with the best hitters mm-hmm. in the world. No, yeah, he he might get me out, but then he got Hilly coming up behind me because I'm a better hitter. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it it's really not not giving anything away uh, in terms of an advantage. And like Hilly said, having a short memory because for me stats are are great, especially when you're in a groove you and you see the results. But you know if you're struggling at this point, when it comes down to a season, wins or losses, how many of those wins come down to one big moment, right? Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, when Hilly got. When Hilly got up in the bottom of the sixth inning at the ISC, every at bat really up until that point was to prepare him for that moment. Right. And if he's in there and he's in his head, or he's in there and he's defaulting to give the pitcher the advantage, saying that you know the the pressure should be on him, you know everything to that point was a build up. Yeah. For the big moments, so I really kind of look back, uh, and you really want to be prepared for those big moments when they come and uh you know like like Haley said you cut down to two strikes but if it's there in the first two strikes I'm actually am swinging for home runs in those big gap shots so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see we'll see how it goes but yeah it, you know what it's really more you know what that about you know you know what that at bat was like for me? Did you ever see Happy Gilmore when he's practicing his putting and he, he's at this mini golf and he's, <laughs> he's just getting ready to putt and then the fucking thing starts falling down and horns and whistles and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Dingle Ball's ground's out there, right? So I'm walking to the plate. So, okay, now I got a job to do, right? Just got a little Feeler's bit more pressure here. <laughs> <laughs> so, little did I know what was going to happen. Uh, Nico comes in, slides, and then takes out. Avery and then his body's going everywhere and then big loud loud's coming out and I said, I'm get the fuck out of here and then, <laughs> and then shit going on everywhere with true dust up. Oh, that's right so too. Like, well, how how the hell am I gonna ha- hit there now after all of this going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, what it was like. that's a friggin' wicked analogy to happy go more. <laughs> it is, it yeah. is. <laughs> anyway, he made the putt, didn't he? He, <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Holy fuck, Ellie. I'd love I'd love to see I would love to see a movie reel of where your head went to get into your happy place. <laughs> happy Gilmore there, right? He's seen the little guy riding the, riding the, the pony and the, the yeah. girl there. Uh, in lingerie. And, and yeah. With, the, with yeah. the kegs of beer. Oh, oh yeah. I'd, I'd pay to see what freaking Hillary happy place Oh, I thought I was getting a smack in the mouth at any moment is what I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's too good. That's good. Too good. All right, I'll move on here for my second question, I guess. Uh, you can start with this one, Mayor Fredericton. Um, that's you, Ollie. <laughs> Remember all those home runs you hit that time that everybody talks about we don't like to talk about in the podcast? <laughs> Fuck's sakes. All right, let's go. Oh, okay. wait a sec. Actually. Yeah, go ahead. Remember on the way home, remember how many home runs were hit here there this past weekend? Yeah. And I said, fuck, man. I said, no wonder Lolly hit, hit so many home runs. The yeah, air the ball was It's like we're in Colorado for fuck's sakes. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no one yeah. talks about that part. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, my my next question is about highs and lows. And, and one thing that Randy and I have talked about in the past is like when you guys were down in uh, Saskatoon to the Kiwis, what was your mind frame, especially being down, I think it was five, nothing after the first or second for, I think first, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was like, what, what was your mind frame? Like, cause we had Julio Gamache, uh, what is his name? Gamache. Yeah. When he was on our last podcast, he talked about not being too high, not being too low, regardless of score. How did you guys approach that? Like, how was like, how did you maintain your composure being down that many runs? Um, well, I can only really speak to to myself. And, yeah, of course. You no, know, because because Jason, well, we we talk about it quite often around in the debriefs and all that. But it's it would be easy to say, oh, we just have one hundred percent faith that that we're going to come back, no panic, whatnot. Um, there wasn't a sense of panic. I think the individual guys on that team and then groups that have played together have come through adversity. We knew we put, we knew we put the work in. So it wasn't, we weren't relying on luck to come back, but we knew there was this sense of urgency, mm-hmm. but it's human nature. And I can talk about being on first base and we're down five to nothing in the third inning and they got bases loaded. 
and it's New Zealand, the three-time defending yeah. champs, your mind is naturally going to go and say, holy fuck, we might get mercies at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's that's a natural thing. So to say that the thought didn't go in my mind, I'd be lying. But it's having the ability to recognize that that's just a thought. Get it out of your mind. And the, the easiest thing to do is focus on the very next pitch and then watch your role uh, for this pitch. So for me, it was, okay, if it's if it's a ground ball and there's one out, I got to get the ball home. Or if it's a hard one hopper, I'm looking at, uh, at Opie on shortstop and saying, man, we got to turn this right now and get out of the inning. So those thoughts will come into your mind. But uh, a lot of it is you're looking around and you're seeing the quality of the players that are there and knowing that it just needs to start somewhere. So it, that was more of a gradual snowball of coming back that uh, that really kicked off with uh, a walk and, well, Brandon Horn getting that big hit and then yeah. Matty Wall walking. And not a lot of people talk about the patience to load the bases when Nick Hayes came into the game. You know, you no one he could have been let off the hook with one shitty swing where the ball hits the end of the bat. Right, right. But the the pa- the patience of Brandon Horn and Matty Waugh and Brad Esco to load the bases there to get Heine Shannon back into the game. Then all of a sudden it's a brand new ball game. Yeah. Right? We got we got our chance to go here and then it just kept going uh, a little bit more uh higher on the confidence scale and yeah. Once we once we got to five to four, it was a brand new game. Then we went up yeah. and yeah, it was a roller coaster of emotions though. Hundred yeah. percent. And, and I'll just add to it, like I mean, at that level too, you're playing one of the best teams in the world. So you get you get a lead and you get a little bit too high. Well, we experienced both in that game. So you get too low, you put your head down, you soak, your wheel starts spinning. They're going to bury you. Yeah. Mm. And then, then you're getting rushed. You get too high. We got up by five runs. You get too high and too confident. You take your foot off the pedal. They're going to come back and bury you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always. I, heard, always I remember being on first base. Uh, sorry, Haley. I remember being on first base when we were in the bottom of the seven. Uh, it was bottom, whatever it was, bottom of the top. And uh, they ended up getting runners on first and third. Remember that? Uh, when yeah. uh, I think Thomas Anoka slid in the third and it was a close call and Nathan Nukanuka took a walk and he comes out and I know Nate really well from over the years and he looked he said oh Lally uh oh it's not over yet <laughs> fuck, no. fuck off right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but in the back of your mind you're, you're not over against that team because yeah. you know, another walk and a hit and a home run it's a it's a different game so, yeah 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 for yeah, sure yeah but but then there was that one moment when we had two strikes and <sighs> we still had the five run lead and two outs and then the full body cold shiver oh, and yeah. your heart beating out of your chest. Yeah. Your mind is going at, you know, 98% chance at this point we're going to win this game. <laughs> yeah. and, and when he threw, when he threw that pitch, man, just the amount of relief and emotion and a, it's literally your dream coming true in yeah, that moment. Man. And then you look and every, it was, it's something, man, you wish you could bottle it and drink it. It, yeah. it was that special. Yeah. It was electric. It that was, was crazy. It was amazing. Hope you, I was wondering how long it was going to take before we got 2015 in there, but uh, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the most I've let you talk in a long time. Yeah, go fuck yourself again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fuck boys. Anyway, actually, before we wrap up, uh, Hilly, I want to ask you about, uh, you know, Team Canada for WBSCs now um, going forward. What's uh, what's the schedule look like as far as, you know, it's in November, is it not, down New Zealand? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I think, we, uh, I think we're scheduled to leave in the middle of November right. sometime. And uh, there's, a, there's actually a tournament in uh, in New Zealand, Palmerston, New Zealand, I think, before the, uh, before the main event. And... Uh, that one's going to have six of the top teams there, um, just playing the tournament against each other, like us, Japan, uh, Argentina, New Zealand, Australia, and uh, U.S. or Czechs or one of those teams are going to be there. So yeah, so that's going to be the tune up tournament when we get there. Um, but yeah, so no, I mean everyone, every one of our guys, much like the other countries, are going to get to uh, play a full ISC season, yeah. right? On like the the qualifier, like it was tough for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Countries where we're playing, you know, they play their season, they go back and play their season, like they haven't stopped. 
right? And we yeah. were, you know, I was shoveling my driveway two weeks before we went down. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. So, <laughs> right, so it's a bit different that way. Um, so that's exciting. And, uh, yeah, so I know the uh, the Team Canada Brass are going to be at the, a bunch of tournaments this year. Yeah. More than usual. And uh, going to be at ISC. It's going to be at Canadians taking it in, scouting, doing this and that, and then uh, put the finishing touches on the roster, and then uh, away we go. So our toughest challenge will probably be, uh, I don't know about the rest of the country, but uh, we don't wrap up till 1st of October, but I feel like some leagues in Ontario and at West probably wrap up a little bit earlier than that, right. before nationals probably. Yeah. So our toughest challenge will be to keep the train going, right, between October to November before we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll try to figure out, you know, do whatever we can, gym time or stay out till it snows or, you know, whatever the hell we can do. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. And, uh, you know, everyone is... Uh, Everyone's on board and ready to go, chopping at the bit, so it's going to be fun, man. It's good. It looks like the landscape of that team might be a little bit different than what was in that was in Argentina, according to John Stewart's like podcast that time, anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it very well could be. So, yeah. Um, yeah so, I mean, I guess there. You know, I don't want to speak to no, no, their yeah, thought, thought yeah. process or whatever it is, yep. but uh, you know, I think it only probably only makes sense to to take in the ICC. And why not? See yeah, who's exactly. hot. See yeah. who's hot. See who's not. See who's, you know. And and if not for New Zealand, then for the next the next cycle, you know, there's yeah, exactly. ball yeah. players coming up too. So it's yeah. a chance for for other guys to to get their name in the pool and to get on the list, turn some heads, and uh, yeah. yeah. So I, to me, I think that's a, a smart move on their behalf. And, uh, yeah. You know, it'll light the fire in our guys too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The guys, guys who were there, or the yeah. guys who might be might have been on the bubble, or the guys who were trying to make that name themselves. You know, it's a little bit That's of extra right. motivation, which is healthy competition is never a bad thing. Not at all. No. So true. So true. Well, listen, boys. I mean, I got to thank you guys for coming on hundredth episode. I mean, you guys were you both played a big role in helping us get going. I mean, too early on guests, and I mean, shit, you didn't know who the hell we were really and well not you randy they knew me very well oh yeah true <laughs> true anyway but that, I mean, prick, that prick third base coach for no, no, no <laughs> fuck you <laughs> that's right so but uh no i mean having you guys on for the hundredth episode and it's been awesome and i actually there's three things i'm looking forward to about getting over to newfoundland one is uh hilly i hope i get to see you pitch in person again I'm, I'm <laughs> not a sure. fucking chance i'm excited for that uh <laughs> To Lolly, Lolly, I'm hoping I want to see a freak out and you get kicked out of a game because Jesus, during really? your episode you talked about always getting kicked out of the games. <laughs> and three, we'll see. We'll three. See. probably against Nova Scotia, a bunch of pricks on up. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're all pricks. <laughs> and, and the third thing is uh, sitting down and having a couple cold ones with with both of you. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. I can't yeah, wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. And thank Super you appreciate guys, it. Man. Yeah, thank you for having us on, and especially to you know think of us for the 100th episode. That's pretty special for us, and uh, for all the help behind the scenes that maybe your listeners and our listeners don't know. But there's there's text messages back and forth between the four of us, uh, you know, weekly or, or mm-hmm. every couple of weeks on you know feedback on episodes. Or you've been a great help with us launching our podcast. Kramer, I didn't even know what uh, Podbean or any of these things were. <laughs> and uh, nope, you, you nope. guys have been, you know, you could have been, uh, you know, standoffish and not wanting to see another softball podcast that hit the air, but you guys have been nothing but supportive. So thank you to you and any of your listeners who may have found out about, about us through listening to you guys. Thanks so much. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate it, boys. For the love of the game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, boys. Yourselves and uh, outside the shooting and, and two stock were a big inspiration for us. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Kind of, yeah. kind of lit the fire for us to get our own thing going there. So we found out just like the ball community, the, uh, the softball pod community is a pretty tight community. So yeah, uh, appreciate all you did for us, and uh, thanks for having us on. Okay, fellas, have a great summer. Best of luck all summer, and we'll see you in Newfoundland. Cheers, see you over there, boys. Cheers, fellas. all right. See Take you guys. Bye bye. All right, man. Yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Those two guys. I fucking love listening to stories, just the mentality stories. I just love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those guys are two unbelievable hitters. Yeah. And just to talk about it, I love it. And 
Unbelievable we, guys. We did a little pre-scout in there with Hilly and Lolly in their bad approach. <laughs> that's not, that's <laughs> just, not what it was about. No, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's funny as he's saying, I was like, I was starting like, okay, okay. okay but- Hilly's going to swing at the first pitch. <laughs> no, man. No. No, it doesn't matter. No. Great guys. Not. Yeah. Doing great things. They love the game. Yeah. Same as we love the game. Excited to watch you watch them uh, throughout the summer. Yeah. ISCs, ASAs, all that, all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. And of course, like like I said, when we wrapped up, they're getting to actually sit down and have a beer with them over in Newfoundland. That's going to be... Uh, yeah. Until Ollie smacks you in the mouth. Well, I don't care. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Miss another tooth, perhaps? Yes. <laughs> anyway, to all of our listeners uh, that have tuned in for all 100 episodes, I appreciate it so much. Uh, hope you, I know you do too. Absolutely, man. And we, uh, uh, when we started, I mean, it was just a thing because COVID hit now here we are at a hundred and, and going to definitely keep going and, yep. and see where it goes. But, uh, I just love doing it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love talking to all the guys. Like it's, it's amazing. Mm. As you know, it, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge out there and I love sucking that stuff in, man. Yep. I really enjoy it. Definitely. Especially with helping out with kids and stuff. I, I super enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, again, all of our listeners, thanks very much. You know where to follow us online at all the social media outlets like, follow, all that stuff. And again, Hobie, here's to another, at least two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, buddy. Okay, pal, take care. Thanks, everyone. Classified. I told ya, yeah. I did, I did, now, a lot of MCs walking with no knees, they persisted with fucking with me, I'm just that real laid back, chill back, smoking them trees, but yo, I turn into some African bees, if they're fucking with me, I'm unmatched, unpassing, sway back, up, up on them blocks, rocking MCM hats, just spitting at these people like I'm swinging a bat, at Scarborough Village, where the village was at, all them girls in them boom boom shots, where they wanted it at, yo, I ain't bragging, I'm just spitting the facts, no exaggeration, no gripping on my balls for charm, my Big Mac with no lettuce or sauce, now my collarbone is filled with stars, it got stripes down the arm, got class in the cut, pull the pin up the bomb, brother, yo, so let them horns blow, we're repping this here because you all asked for it, so yo, I told ya, I told ya, Mathematically, there's no comparing to my strategy Trying to measure up, I appreciate the flattery But half of these rappers are half of a beat backwards Claiming they on point, man Check the stats first I've dropped 12 albums with at least 12 songs In the last 12 years, do the math right there That's 144 on a one-a-month average And that don't even count what I produce for other rappers Done five tours with 20 shows or more And that's only dating back to 2004 Let's not forget the other years that don't apply to Now name another rapper tour in Canada like I do I know I am on the top of this And I know I have many accomplices If the numbers add up, you can't get rid of me So kid, know your past, your future will be history Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.